0: This episode of Tags Podcast is sponsored by BlueChew.com. Want to last longer and go extra rounds? Go to BlueChew.com and get your first order free when you use promo code Tags, T-A-G-S. Go to BlueChew.com. Hey, what's going on? You are listening to Tags Podcast, a.k.a. Talk About Gay Sex. I'm your host, Steve Rodriguez, and you are in a season five kickoff of Tags Podcast. That's right, all month long, we are celebrating our brand new month, and with that is our brand new theme song, courtesy of royal advisor records which you're listening to right now as we speak thank you to that this is episode 121 and Happy National Hispanic Heritage Month. That's right. September 15th through October 15th is the month where we're celebrating Hispanics. And since myself and my co-host, sidekick Jeremy Ross Lopez, are from that heritage, we welcome all of you and just want to say happy National Hispanic Heritage Month. Uh, Like I said, it's a season five kickoff all month long. And I wanted to make an update to last week's kickoff when I interviewed Terrence Crawford with his brand new documentary, Crystal City. If you haven't heard the interview, check out last week's kickoff, episode 120, and you'll hear my interview with Terrence. Terrence wanted us to update you that the film is actually available now on all uh, video-on-demand platforms. So you can also go to tagspodcast.com, read the show notes for episode 120, and you'll see, I put a link to all of the ways you can see the film, Crystal City. It's a very important film for our community. If, you'll, if you listen to my interview with Terrence, you'll hear his own struggles with the addiction, why he came to make this important film, and why he feels that it, it is an epidemic now within the gay community. Crystal meth, that is. And so I advise you to, if you get a chance, check out his film. Like I said, it's Crystal City. It's available now on practically every single um, platform. You go to TagsPodcast.com and look for the show notes on that. Uh, another thing I wanted to talk about before we get into this week's episode, which is my interview with the good Dr. Doctor Goldstein. He is here He has a brand new product that, uh, and movement he's talking about, which is really exciting and a way to clean out our our tissues, our asses, and brand new product on that. He's going to be answering some questions that listeners have had about proper bottoming, and I think you're going to really enjoy this interview. It's jam-packed with information. But those of you who haven't checked it out already... Go to our Patreon page. We just updated our brand new updated Patreon page. You can go to patreon.com forward slash talkaboutgaysex. This is the platform where we offer extra sexy special perks at various monthly tiers. So we have everything from a $5 tier all the way from 10 to $50, $100, and even if you want to be a big roller. We've got the High Roller tiers um, that you can check out, too. Go to patreon.com forward slash talkaboutgaysex. Like I said, it's newly updated, and we are going to... All of the perks are very specifically bullet-pointed, so you're going to see exactly what you can expect. Most of the perks, you're going to get them twice a month, but you're also going to have a communication line into us, and that's where I'll be updating... With new videos, imagery on a constant basis um, throughout the month each time you become a patron on our Patreon page. And what it does, it supports uh, our Show Tags podcast so that we can continue to give you the level of content you've come to expect. Once again, check it out. Read the the newly updated categories and tiers that you can get. Go to Patreon.com forward slash Talk about gay sex. Very excited today to be with the good doctor that we like to call him, Dr. Goldstein. How are you? I am
1: great. Thanks so much for having me. Great to see
0: you. You yeah. too. Um, so before we get into it, uh, Dr. Goldstein has bespoke surgical. It's, you have two offices, correct? Yeah, uh, one
1: here, uh, one in L.A., We're all about sex positivity and doing a tremendous amount for the community in terms of education, but also sexual awareness and evaluations from preventative work to um, surgical treatments, getting tops to bottoms, getting bottoms to be better bottoms um, and kind of empowering our community moving forward. Well, we have a lot of questions on the tops and bottoms, so we'll (laughs) get to that.
0: Uh, You're also an ass doctor, as I like to call you, a proctologist. Yes, yes, yes. I've um, been to your office before. Thank you for that. Um, We'll talk about the preventative measures, too. But real important, you have a brand new product, Future Method, about cleaning out And talk about Future Method and why you
1: started it. Yeah, it really spawned off of uh, Bespoke Surgical and my knowledge over the last 10 years. Um, And the spawn off of this brand was just kind of, it actually happened by me evaluating everybody and realizing that people don't have products to support the way we engage. And why isn't there a company and a brand that actually says, hey, we're for communities and tout that in both their imagery and also their aesthetics and then obviously the products. Um, Through evaluating people and doing a lot of preventative work and anal exams, I would just evaluate how do people actually prepare for anal sex? How do people engage anally? What are they doing? And then how do people take care of it after sex? And so those three categories defined what future method is. It's basically bringing the science to sex and then analyzing communities, not only the gay community, but analyzing communities and figuring out, well, those three facets. How do people prepare? How do people play? And then how do people care for them? Um, And with that said, it spawned off Future Method and all the products to support that. I was going to say, the, I sense a product series coming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think that the the issue stemmed from a lot of people constantly DMing us and asking me, well, what lube do you use? What douche do you use? And, and there was a lot of it, which is, well, they all are terrible or they all, some of them just don't exist. And how do I say, well, enough's enough. We really need to create things that support the community, and not cause detriment. Um, And that led to our first product, which is the anal douche. Um, We are really looking at this solution, the anal kind of cleansing solution, as trying to get away from actual the terminology of douche. Because the reality is, is that the goal for us is how do you clean out, how do you do it effectively, but how do we make sure that we're not causing harm? Um, and I would see it quite often that people would come to me with elevated STD, you know, high-risk STDs, HIV exposure, and you start to realize and you say, hey, well, what do you do to prepare for sex? And a lot of it was, well, I use shower hoses or I use a big bulb with water or I use a fleet enema. And I started to realize that, well... Are those traumatic, are they not? Maybe those are the reasons why people are having problems. Um, and then the reality is that after you study it and you see it firsthand, you realize that water is actually quite toxic internally. Um, and what happens is, is that whether you're using water or you're using an enema, like a fleet, what happens is, is that it really starts to cause issues with the cells, it strips the lining internally and then that protective lining actually is gone. And you wind up having these micro tears that are susceptible to getting STDs and causing infections. The other thing you talk about
0: is, we've talked about it on the show before, is that when we use things like the shower hose, it's the amount of pressure that so many of us overuse and, and really go a little bit deeper in than we probably should. And that the other thing you talk about is that we really, most of us, don't need to go that deep inside. And we're pretty clean in general.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, you have to look at basically our culture. <clears throat> and the stigma behind not being clean is very rampant in in the bottoming world. And I get that. And I think that if you actually eat healthy, and you're doing fiber supplementation or eating in that capacity, an appropriate diet, and we'll kind of talk about that. The, the GI components, a lot of people don't even need to actually douche and use cleansers to kind of clean out. But the psyche of the bottom is I need to be super clean and I need to be constantly douching or cleaning out. Sometimes and, by the time, too. Totally, absolutely. Culture. And so I get that, and I understand that. But it's also now understanding that that is actually causing harm. And how do we now change the mindset and educate our communities in ways that nobody has ever done before that allows people to understand the actual mechanics behind engaging and preparing for engaging so that now people can make the most wise decisions moving forward. And I think that that's where one is take shower hoses. A lot of them do not have pressure Gauges. So it's like an on off situation. And that shower hose just like throws a ton of water inside. Full throttle. Full throttle. And you have to understand the anatomy. The anatomy of where basic cock is going to go is not that far inside of you. And stool is not there. You know, shit doesn't lay right by your rectal area. It's actually higher up. And what happens is when you're ready to go to the bathroom, the stool moves down into the rectum and then you evacuate it and you defecate. But if you're regularly having bowel movements and you're doing your normal duty, literally, right? Right. What happens is that area is quite clean. You may have a little bit of residue where using an appropriate cleanser in the right capacity allows for that kind of those walls to be cleaned in the right way, but less is so much more when we're talking about cleansing.
0: I like how you talk about future method, and it seems like you're looking at the culture. And in our culture, like you talk about, I mean, more is always better. We're not if we can't be clean enough. And I think you're helping to, uh, us educate about our in, internal side. And like you said, I mean, our internal side is very sensitive. And what kind of damage have you seen that say water, and what is the solution that fleet is using?
1: Yeah, so I mean, I think you have to look at there's a spectrum of solutions. There's water on one side, and then on the opposite side is a store-bought enema, and and they're doing different mechanisms, right? When you think of a cell, a cell has these nutrients. And what happens is when you're using water, it actually depletes those nutrients. And the cells themselves become basically dehydrated, and then they die. And when they're dying, that lining of protection, those cells that are kind of creating barriers, gets obviously washed away. Right? Same thing on the fleet side. The fleet side or the store-bought enema, what's happening is they're really being used for constipation. So you're constipated, it, it draws water out of the cell, and then all of a sudden now the cell dies, right? right. And so those two polar opposites, um, what's called hypotonic for water or hypertonic for a store-bought enema, that's what's causing the disparity
0: of the cell. It's funny that you mention uh, fleets were really intended for constipation because I remember as a kid going into my parents' uh, bathroom closet and seeing them, and I knew they were pretty sure I can they were not having anal sex (laughs) you never know but my father always had indigestion and and I remember seeing them and that's so many of our early memories and somehow the gays I guess we
1: we thought hey we can also use it for cleaning ourselves out totally totally and and why would people know that it's actually harmful you know and the thing that I think that's interesting is that people don't feel this harm because what happens is, is that in that area, it's actually pretty insensate where the sensations of those micro tears or irritations, you wouldn't necessarily feel. I see them. So people come to the office and when you're examining, you can see the irritated cells. You could see the body creating more mucus. Some people feel like they're coming out their ass. Right. And, and that is a turn on for a lot of people, right? right? Now, that could be over And the mucus production is basically a protection that the body is trying to to do. Because you've dried out a lot of the good cells. Yeah, exactly. You cause a tremendous amount of dehydration, and then the body is compensating. But the way it compensates is with this aberrant bacteria, So when you actually look at studies of swabbing men that have sex with men, the bacteria is actually completely different. The microbiome changes. And that was what we did with Future Method, which was we really brought in the scientists that study all of this, that have been doing it for years, both with HIV care and then also just men who have sex with men from an anal perspective, and said, all right, I'm seeing this in my clinic. What are you guys seeing? And then how do we translate that into better outcomes for the community? And so it's been really interesting to have University of Pittsburgh and Miami and a lot of these scientists that came together who have studied all of these negative ramifications. And now we have a company that's purely about the science of sex. And how do we take all of that into many different ways? Right. It's all about that future method. And that was what we came about. You can't just say, oh, everyone's using condoms. Oh, man, use condoms. You need to put a condom on. Who's using condoms? Right. Nobody. I was going to say, with, uh,
0: you know, with so many people on PrEP, and although it's recommended you use condoms, the people I talk to, and certainly uh, that I've seen, and I was on a recent cruise line, yeah. let's just say people aren't always using condoms. And to this point that you're making, without that sheath, that condom protective layer, you know, obviously HIV, you're, um, but you're much more exposed to other STIs. I know we've got our HPV back vaccination right. from you. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah so. I mean,
1: I think that that's the issue. It's like, how do we analyze sex in a different way? How do we look at it and say, okay, let's look at communities. Let's see how they're actually engaging not just a a bullshit, here, use a condom, but actually how are they engaging and then how do we develop products to support that, not judge it, not create stigma associated with it, but look at things critically and then use the scientists that we have to actually move the needle forward for our community. And that's what's so super exciting, you know, from, from everything that's built Future Method, from Bespoke and everything that we're doing and what me and Greg and Eric and everybody on the team, you know, day in day out. It's all about those components. The science of sex. I love
0: it. Well, let's talk about what is your solution in the disposable anal douche. Um, I'm looking at a kit right here. By the way, we are going to be doing a giveaway later on in the show. I will explain all of that, how you can get your introductory um, anal douche solution kit by future method. But what is the solution, Dr. Goldstein, that you use that is been determined to be safe.
1: Yeah, so it's it's basically, like I said, with that spectrum of kind of on one side is the water and the other side is store-bought enema, we really want to be in the middle. We want to be the exact concentration of what a cell is. So the solution comes into contact with the cell It says, hello, but it doesn't irritate itself. It leaves the cell alone. We really just want it to clean. So we added a really great gentle cleansing agent to it, gives a really good silky feel. But the solution itself is considered what's called isotonic. And that isotonic solution comes into contact with the cell, cleans it, but leaves the cell alone. So you're not stripping that layer. Um, And then also we put um, a solution that has a licorice extract. And that itself is really great for the soothing capability. So now we're kind of thinking, all right, well, how do we look at inflammation? How do we look at the science of how STDs happen? And then how do we put products to support that and minimize that? And that's our goal here. Obviously, we're doing continuous studies and trying to see, can we keep putting different products in there to bring STD risk down? Can we create this kind of biogel protective layer that, that even if you're not using a condom, it's basically you're having those protections already inherent. So it's kind of looking at those solutions in a different way and saying, hey, how do we now change the way that people have engaged? And I think this, this awesome forethought of like looking at the future and saying this is bullshit. We've been through years, our sex ed has been terrible. We, we don't learn anything from where we should Medical professionals, I think, have failed the system. Um, And I also think that our educational system has failed all of us in terms of having to turn to porn or looking for somebody um, to give us guidance that they don't even fucking know what's the right way to do it. And now that we have the science and we are understanding communities, I think it's just inherent of looking at where we're going to be in the future.
0: I love it. I love it. And the other thing it comes with in the kit is a, a bulb. And the bulb is designed to be, you can use it with the solution. It's smaller than maybe it's been determined that it's the right size for the amount we need to clean.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, and great, thanks for bringing that up. I mean, I think one of the things is we really wanted to make this a travel safe just because obviously we're, we're all, all over the right. map. <laughs> and so where, where you want to take it, you can. So I think it's wonderful that we came up with the 3.4 fluid ounces. You can travel with it. Um, and the solution itself, um, it comes with either a three-pack or a 12-pack. And each pouch has two bulbfuls and the bulb is smaller because the reality is when you look at douching itself there's not only the wrong solution that people are using but people are over douching and how are they over douching they're using those really big bulbs that's number one right uh, with a huge connector that you can't even get in your ass, and then you squeeze it, and it's just like creating a they balloon of different sizes, too. And everybody, Correct. again, bigger is better. Bigger is better. And it's great branding, but yes. it doesn't actually do the job, right? right? So it's either you're using a way too much from a bulb perspective, from a volume, or you're just doing it too many times. Right. And actually, I have heard many times that people say, um, I've used my solution with my bulb Two, two times, I feel pretty clean, but I want to give it a third time and be super clean. And then the third time, they see poop or shit or something, and they're like, oh my God, I'm not clean. And it keeps this cycle going. Is and that because you're going too yeah, deep Yeah, you're going in, too deep in. And now you're igniting your exactly. gut or your exactly. intestines. Exactly, yeah. And that's the body's mechanism, is when they feel that sensation of being full, it creates the shitting mechanism. Yeah. So what happens is more stool starts to move into the area where actually it was clean right. before you even started. Exactly. <laughs> right. So I think it's now looking at this to say less is more. And how do we look at this in a multifactorial way? What's your diet? How are you eating from a fiber perspective? We talk about Pure for Men and you know Take Two and all of these other supplemental fiber pills that I think are really great to create this cleanliness and better hygiene in terms of kind of a gut issue.
0: Well, let's talk about, uh, well, first of all, how can people get this, just if people are listening right now?
1: Yeah, totally. So um, online, we're doing direct to consumer right now. Discrete packaging, super great. Check us out. I'm looking at it right now, and I love the kit. Yeah, thank you, thank you. So check it out. Uh, Three packs, 12 packs comes to you. You could do subscription-based models that would be monthly, depending upon how you are engaging. Um, We can ship to home. You could ship anywhere, wherever you're going, hotels, all that stuff. Um, and the best way to do it is off of uh, futuremethod.com. You could also check us out from an Instagram perspective, The Future Method. We're all over the place. And uh, you know it ties through with what we're trying to do at Bespoke in terms of the educational piece and really building curriculum. So it's nice. not only a product-based company. We're really looking at this of how do we kind of bring community into this and then how do we truly start the educational process?
0: Hey guys, Steve Ardugas here, host of Tag's podcast. So the other night I'm out at a jockstrap party here in the city and I decided to take my Blue Chew because as you may have heard, Blue Chew gives you confidence, you can last longer and go extra rounds. So I'm at this jockstrap party, you see where this is going, and I run into this guy I've had some fun with in the past and take it from the dance floor to the bedroom. Well, needless to say, we had a lot of fun all night long, thanks in part to Blue Chew. The chewables can be taken on a full or empty stomach, work faster than pills, up to twice as fast, and it only takes a few minutes to connect with the Chew.com affiliated physician. If you qualify, you get prescribed online quickly. Bursting with fruity flavor, they get shipped to you directly in discreet packaging and come in these simple little packets that you can carry with you and have on you at all times. So here's a deal for you. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first order free when you use our promo code TAGS, T-A-G-S. Just pay the $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code TAGS, T-A-G-S. Chew it and do it. Um, let's talk about diet because sure. we tapped a little bit on that. And we've had some people ask about what is the best diet. We talked about pills. Uh, Pure for Men, who's been a sponsor on our show before. Yeah, I love is, those guys. And, 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 They're awesome. Yep, it helps with just essentially psyllium husk and kind of keeps your poop you know, in
1: clean. Yeah, everything. it bulks it. It bulks it. Yeah. So at least, you know, it's not all stringy and kind right. of all over the place. And the theory is to try and see, you know, everyone says, oh, I take enough fiber and I'm eating enough fiber. But the reality is that most of us don't. And that's why the supplementals are really great. And you can do, yes, you could do store-bought cheaper kinds. You could do, I. it just depends on what works for you. Probiotics? Probiotics or- are really great as well. I mean, I think it becomes more, unfortunately, there's no magic everybody's GI system is uh, different you know and I got the Jewish gut which is like sometimes (laughs) constipated sometimes diarrhea you know you can't you can't uh, you know so I mean I think it's you analyzing your eating habits and then figuring out from there how do we supplement it and if you could supplement it in obviously greens and leafies and really getting into that that's really great proteins notoriously constipate. So when you look at weightlifters that are doing a lot of the protein uh, supplements, it causes a lot of constipation. So that may be actually good for some people that want to. Like, how do you bulk more? Maybe some of the protein stuff. Also adding these supplements with probiotics and or fiber supplements to kind of tease it out and see what works. I was doing a keto diet over the summer,
0: and although it worked, I noticed I needed some sort of supplementation pure for men and i was taking pro Probiotics and a fat one, just to kind of yeah, exactly, yeah,
1: because you need especially those fats is what moves things along, right? And so it's it's super multifactorial. And then are you exercising? What is your regimen?s What about from a, a bowel perspective? I like the supplementing stuff at night. So a lot of people take the fiber stuff during the day, and then I find it elicits people to actually shit when they don't need to. Right. So like if you do it at night before you go to bed a lot of water with it. When you're sleeping, it's working, it's doing its thing. And most people actually have a morning bowel movement because the body is quite smart. It has a pelvic angle. And when you're laying down, the pelvic angle is one way, but when you stand up, it changes. And that change actually elicits a defecating response. So if you've gotten the fiber and you've now, um, drank a lot of water with that and slept all night long in the morning when you wake up, it's like, boom, ready to go. you're ready to rock the roll. That's and a great roll. tip. And then actually, you're, right there. and then you're super clean, you know, I'm going to start
0: doing that yeah. when taking the, those fiber pills at night, yeah, yeah, but with a lot of water it's, is so it's, important. Yeah, yeah. You got to
1: do a lot of water with it and listen, you may need the daytime as well. It just kind of depends on where sure. you are, but I find that like that nighttime ritual is really, really, really great. I think the key also is like prove to yourself that you're clean. Use toys. And we talk about, you know, and we'll get into someone said, um, how do you prepare for your burst right. bottoming or how do you engage bottoming, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I think the key first is you have to prove to yourself what works and what doesn't. And it's not changing many things at once, it's doing one thing and like actually. St- sticking with it for two to three weeks to see the response. Even with the fiber supplements, if you take one and you're like, oh, this shit doesn't work. You know, it doesn't work like that. It's, you you know. Consistency. Exactly, and our bodies are uh, habitual bodies, right? Right. Where how do we get into those rhythms to see where we need to be? And I think toys is imperative as well. I'm a huge proponent of dilators. Whether you like them or not, it will help you from a bottoming perspective.
0: What do dilators essentially do?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I think the key is everybody thinks that, especially you tops that are listening, everyone (laughs) thinks you could just stick it in my ass and then it's all good. And the answer is it just doesn't work like that, right? Mm -hmm. Um, You have to actually prepare for bottoming. And if it's your first time, it should be about four to six weeks before actual cock is in you. Wow! Okay. Because the reality is, is that it takes that time for you to create the mechanism from your brain to your ass to actually fully relax. Um, and how do you relax? And how do you learn to engage the right way? So. They sell a lot of these butt plugs and these anal dilator kits that come with like small, medium, large, and fucking crazy, right? right? Yeah, all those things. Um, And the key is for you to start practicing with that. And it's not a big deal. It's like going to the gym. If you think of your ass, 99.9% of the day, it's in contraction mode, Right, right? right? It's closed. And so the rest of the time, you need to... Work with it it's in a some capacity. It's yeah. a muscle. It's no different than the bicep and the tricep. Right. And if you're a good trainer, one day you're doing biceps, the next day you're doing triceps. Why? Because the tricep stretches the bicep. Right. You don't always want to be in contraction mode. Exactly. Same thing with the ass. So. Two to three times a week, just like going to the gym, you're using these toys. And the best is to start with just a small toy. Lots of lube. Make sure the lube is adequate for the toy. Silicon lubes break down some toys. So you just got to make sure that it's compatible. Um, And a lot of lube. I tell people to do it um, right before they shower. Turn okay. the shower on, chill out a little bit, let everything relax, right. um, and then you don't even need to do it sexually. If you don't want to get off or you don't want to bring it into your sex play, then just do it mechanically and oh, that's just a good slowly, tip. Right. Yeah. you know, and just start with the small toy. And it's understanding the anatomy that there's three muscles that are there, right. and each time that you're going in, you're kind of engaging one of those muscles. So you need to probably four to six times before you're actually getting past all three of those muscles right and you start with the small and for the first two weeks you're just starting with the small and, and for those people out there
0: that worry am I gonna overstretch my hole is what people say um do we have to worry about that because you know you always hear people um like in porn oh it's, you're so tight and, and that's the in our culture, that's a
1: good thing. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I think a couple of things. The beginning bottom, the first thing you need to actually learn is relaxation. Right. Because you're so good at contraction, that's why it hurts, you know, the hurts the first time, yeah. or they don't feel comfortable and it deters them away. So I usually tell people the first set of rules is to first. Understand the right way to bottom and not worrying about the whole tightness because most of these guys are fucking tight to begin with. Right. Once we get to where. Okay, great. You're taking in the medium and large plugs and you're having sex. You've graduated. Then, <laughs> and you've graduated and you're like in a really good space. Yes. Then we start doing the contraction stuff. So, 2 to 3 times a week when you're doing the dilating, I'm now going to ask you to switch and start contracting and start really working that at the gym, at, you know, at home, right. all those things to combat that. Looseness effect, okay. um, and it's understanding that balance, just like anything else, right? And you know, from weightlifting, yeah. you see these guys who have like crazy, crazy posture, and it's just not because they're actually doing the right thing; it's because right. they're not balancing the muscles. Exactly, right, right. <laughs> right. So, top so heavy it, or, it to, or exactly, one hundred percent. So it's the same thing with the ass, and that balance is what we try to do with bespoke, and what we're really trying with Future Method in terms of teaching people the actual right way to start and to engage? And then also, how do you care for it, right? right? To make sure that you're able to long live the bottom, right? How do you keep that going and keep it where as tight as you want or as loose as you want for whatever you want to engage with?
0: Nice. Um, back to the, I wanted to go back to exercise, how yeah. important that is. And I just, every time I visit my mom and I run with her dog, he always poops. She like walks around the corner yeah. and, and back. But when I go, I'm running with him, and he always poops. Um, I love talking about poop with you. It's so easy. <laughs> yes. You make it so comfortable. I've never been more comfortable talking about this. But uh, he always does his business on when I take him out because he's his system is moving. Totally, and you're keeping things moving and. I I mean, that's a good example, I think, of how our bodies work. right? And And I
1: think also the same thing from a lifting perspective. You know, a lot of lifters don't do cardio, right? Right. Because they don't want to slim down that much. But I do think cardio and that momentum of walking and creating running and all that, that cardio stuff is really important. So, I mean, I would try to have people look at their workout world right. and figure out like, okay, where can I put that in? Because you know, if you're sitting in an office all day, you know, you're you're gassy, you're, yeah. you don't feel good. And then right when you're walking home, all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, the system actually starts to work. And if you don't like... Uh, running, yoga, I'm sure, is another just because of... Totally the in- changing in the postures right. and the movements and all that stuff. And that's great for sex, too, because yeah, you, you can get yourself <laughs> into some really great positions. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> I remember talking to you before about people that do squats can also be a little detrimental not doing squats. It, I'm not saying that, but can you talk about that again? Yeah, and how yeah. You should- I see a
1: lot of weightlifters come to me with anal problems, hemorrhoids, tears, and it's because... They love the glutes to right. work out, right? Of Who doesn't love a beautiful ass, right? Exactly. But with that said, what's happening is that they're not isolating the glute; they're they're actually contracting the entire pelvis with a ton of weight, exactly. And so what happens is that that pressure literally goes to your asshole. Got so it. you're building a tremendous amount of muscle in the area, hypertro- you know, hypertrophied muscle, right. which is what they want because they want it visible and they want things, but not necessarily for your whole. Right. The whole we want muscle, but we want it controllable. So a lot of the bottoms that I see that are trying to that are weightlifters, there's too much muscle. They're super, super tight. I have to do a lot of Botox work with them, trying to then get them to engage when they're at the um, at the gyms, learning the right way to squat. Right. Now you tell a weightlifter the right way to squat. They look at me and they're like they're looking at me. They're like, "You scrawny little fuck." Oh, like please. they're like, "What's wrong with you?" But I think that the problem is is that the way the mechanism that it's done is incorrect. And what the best way to do it is stick a butt plug up your ass and practice squatting with the plug in you and try and see if you can actually let the plug come out. While you're squatting. So that means that as you're squatting, you're contracting your glutes, but you're actually trying to relax the hole. How do you do that? It's so hard. I, I mean, I can't say, do yeah, it. I'm trying to imagine right now. It's yeah. not easy, right? Right. But, but there are people that you can do that. It's the same thing with like if you ever topped somebody that they're able to fully open up their anal hole to right. receive. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, And, and that's a learned effect. You can actually learn how to do that. And creating that neural mechanism is what we've talked about before, which is that four to six weeks of training and dilating and then keeping it up. So like a lot of people are not bottoming two to three times a week, Right. right? Some, I mean, tons are, but a lot of people are like once a month, or if they're in relationships and it's a little bit less in between those times that you're not bottoming, you have to use toys. You have to keep it, it's like a use it or lose it situation. You heard the good doctor. Use those toys. That's get it. Get them out and, there. And bring them into sex play. It's so fun. And everybody has a great time with it. And it's, it's super, super, you know, great from a pleasure perspective for play and really getting things going. And you'll see, it minimizes injury. It allows people to get to where they want to go. And then it really stimulates. I know you were saying before the prostate month. I mean, it, it, you really yes, learn. Right. It is you know,
0: prostate you, month here, September. And I wanted to tap a little bit into that. Anything you can layer in about
1: prostate? Yeah, pros- you got to keep the pump going, boys. Okay. So like, you know, it's uh, if you're taking some time off from coming and not working, you, the key component is you actually need to, you know, um, if you're not having I'm not sex, not really worried about our audience. But not, yeah. Yes, but if you're not having <laughs> yeah. sex, make sure you get yourself off. Masturbation is actually really good, especially a couple times a week, not only for feeling really good, but it keeps that pump system going. When you look at the prostate. With anal sex, it can get quite irritated. So when you're, you know, the pounding against that prostate sometimes feels really great, but then sometimes can get quite inflamed and irritated. So using prostate toys, understanding where the prostate is, understanding how yours actually is anatomically. Those are all things that if you can't figure that out, come to our office, go to physician's offices, figure out where it is, learn how to stimulate that in the right way. Um, and then also, you know, really, I think, I honestly think that our community should see an anal specialist once a year, and a urologist. Uh, We have Dr. Lemer in my office, who I love and is amazing. Um, And I think just from understanding your own anatomy, what works, what doesn't, how do I prevent things, how do I keep, obviously, the coming going, um, how do I keep the urine where it needs to be, and a lot of that really stems back to the prostate. And the key component is see people understand about it, learn about it, um, and then you can use it as a pleasure zone that obviously that's the reason why we're all here right well
0: i love how you're keeping this uh culture or starting this culture the science of sex and with future method i think it's really important and i sense you're going to have some more products coming out with it and just continue this conversation yeah
1: yeah we're we're really excited i mean i think we're also doing some collaborations and really trying to figure out how do we kind of streamline this into a really really great brand that represents every community that's out out there. Um, and we analyze sex practices, understanding that not everybody does the same thing, and using that in the right way to say, hey, no stigma, no judgment. This is awesome. Keep doing what you're doing. But let's actually use X, Y, and Z to make sure that you're doing it as safely as possible. Because the reality is, is that you know, if I'm in your ass today, someone else is in your ass, someone's in Maya, and it winds up being a community-based issue right. where it's not only, oh, hey, I, I'm positive for an STD. It's everybody that's in that community that engaged with that person is now affected, and it just winds up really kind of spiraling out of control.
0: The other quick thing I wanted to just tap into is the importance of getting your ass swabbed, correct? Yeah. Um, is that... Uh, something we should be, think about I know you do um,
1: Anal pap smears Which I'm not even sure what that is Sure So an anal pap smear Looks at HPV We all have HPV right. I'm not concerned with that If you're having sex You have it Alright right? The question is Which types do we have Um, low risk or high risk. And high risk just means like a higher propensity to have complications like anal warts or um, cancers. Um, And all of this is what obviously we want to prevent. When you look at the trajectory of all of this, it really spearheaded when people Converted to HIV positivity. So, HIV positive, not really controlled on medicine at that time, they wound up getting other cancers, lymphomas, anal cancers, and so it wound up being this entire subset of bottoms that wound up getting anal cancers. It's a good cancer to get if you're going to get a cancer because chemotherapy and radiation is very, very successful. But there's a lot of detriment to the radiation and all of that. Sure. And if you can avoid it. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. And during this, a lot of really great pioneers in anal cancer prevention, specifically to our community, came up with the pap smear. Women do it for cervical Cancers, and we should be doing it from an anal cancer perspective. So, if you're bottoming, if there's fingers up your ass, if whatever is there, the realistic picture is once a year we do a couple of swabs back there. It looks at which HPV is there and then looks at the cells to make sure that the cells are actually still within normal. And bringing it back to future method and the anal douche solution, the reality is, is that sometimes even douching can cause the cells to look abnormal, Mm -hmm. right? Sometimes just hemorrhoids themselves can cause that to be abnormal and has nothing to do with HPV. So it's understanding what this test is and how do we use it as a preventative mode. I think the cool thing about it is if your physician is doing it, they're looking at asses. They're saying, oh, how is it functioning? They're trying to get a little bit more into sexual history, which I really love. Right. Because the reality is that nobody wants to talk about sex. No. You know, nobody says, hey, you're a bottom. Great. Are you happy? Do you want a fist? Where do you want to go with this? And and nobody feels comfortable talking about all of these issues. So even if you don't agree on doing anal pap smears, let's say a physician says, you know, I, I, just do it for the fact of that you now have to actually look at somebody and you need to talk about sex and right. you need to explain things. Because the reality is that once you start looking, you then start to realize that there's a huge subset that people just don't want to talk about right. or they're ashamed or they think that this is right. Anal sex should be painful or, hey, uh, I should be bleeding with anal sex. And right. the reality is that no, none of that is true. You know, The reality is that we need to have the education and the community conversation exactly hundred percent yeah yeah and I I think getting the vaccine we spoke about this I think every gay man should have the vaccine it's a 100%. series of three shots correct yeah we one month three months and yep. six months they just approved it up to the age of forty five in men um, though insurance is a little bit lagging in terms of payment but I think. Every, every, every gay man should get it, especially if you're bottoming. Um, And I think that the key component is you definitely don't have every type that's in the vaccine. And we see it a lot um, where if you get the vaccine, even if you have HPV or have had anal warts in the past, um, these mitigate the recurrence and also it's looking there's a big study coming out right now that there's a huge risk reduction in anal cancer specifically in HIV positive men mm. getting the vaccine. Okay. So I think it's like look if your doctor doesn't recommend it you say sorry buddy give it to me you yeah. know even if it's a little bit out of pocket it just helps create the care that you need and also the prevention so that we don't have to be dealing with anything in the longevity. Yes, It's very important. Absolutely.
0: Yes. Well, Dr. Goldstein, thank you always for coming and enlightening us. People can go to futuremethod.com if they want to order uh, the Anal
1: Douche Kit, correct? Yeah, they and can follow us th- also on Instagram. The Future Method. Yeah, and also Bespoke Surgical. I have my personal one with my crazy kids. I'm Dr. <laughs> Evan Goldstein. Um, we do a lot with uh, Medium, and I do a lot of blogging on all these different topics. Uh, we do once-a-week blogs on kind of it's called Tales from the Tale, um, where we talk about different... Um, client's, uh, issues as they come to the office. Um, and then I kind of break it down into discussion to really talk about all these taboos and all these judgment issues and then try to figure out how we, you know, make it happen. The one for this week that just came out today was all about like this open-ish relationships and what does that mean and how do we make sure and this client of mine goes through unfortunately some issues as it relates to hpv um, and his partner doesn't know and it becomes this kind of clusterfuck of issues as it relates to our culture and it's very very common for a lot of people i love it it. you can find that on bespoke surgical yeah yeah and and medium.com and then just um just put my name in there, Dr. Evan Goldstein, and you can kind of read. And like, you know, we want communities to be engaging. So DM us. Also, obviously, from Steve's perspective, let us know if there's questions. What don't you know about that you want to know about? Um, We're super supportive for everything. I love it. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate it.
0: And uh, continue having hot gay sex. (laughs) Hey, thanks again to Dr. Goldstein. And we are doing a giveaway for Dr. Goldstein's Future Method Anal Douche Kit. We've got an entire starter kit. You'll get the disposable anal douche solutions. You get three of those packs, plus the whole bulb and the actual syringe that it comes with. It comes in this nifty packaging that's very discreet. We will ship that off to you. Go to TagsPodcast.com, fill out our contact form And in the comment section, simply put hashtag future method. So if you want to win this starter kit of the anal douche kit and try it out for yourself, we're giving away one starter kit of this future method. Go to tagspodcast.com, fill out our contact form. And again, put in the comment section, hashtag future method will be it's this week and next week and after next week um we'll pick one random lucky winner and send this off to you so be sure and put your address in there and one lucky winner will win a future method starter kit of the anal douche kit thanks again and in the meantime continue or start having hot gay sex